Why, hello there! My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Dewitt. And welcome to Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 103, and it is September 26, 2017. Claudia, uh, what are two foods that you're like that if you combine together would be absolutely disgusting? Two foods that I like that I would... Okay, well, my favorite food, my thought right away, went to waffles with strawberry sauce and, like, pioneer sauce, like vanilla sauce. Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. And then my other favorite food, that's always my go-to. And then I'm trying to think what I would put with that that I like separately, but together might be kind of (laughs) weird. Um... Okay, I really like, I really like taco salad. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's my like one of my favorite real meals. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you real. suggesting that the waffles are not real meals? Well, I don't know. It's just like straight up dessert, probably. Actually, <laughs> right, right, right. Dessert for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, except I eat waffles for like Sunday brunch. Oh. Or like not brunch. I mean like at, in the afternoon. That's when I eat waffles. <laughs> Because we make them at like two and it's always this big family gathering oh, type nice. thing where that's when my siblings come home and stuff like that. So, right, right. Um, yeah, those are always fun because it takes a so long to make waffles. Yeah. And so you get the whole experience around too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing a waffle advertisement. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think if you put like, I don't know, I guess you could do some sort of savory waffle thing. Like, you know how they put ground beef in pancakes? Mm-hmm. So it's not that oh. weird of a pairing, but I think if you had the strawberry sauce and vanilla sauce in there too, and then you added like sour cream and salsa, it'd be kind of weird. So there's your, there's yeah. your weird combination. Okay, well. That's something. <laughs> taco salad with waffles with Claudia Duick. Oh. Sounds delish. <laughs> Serve that up. Yeah, but those are my favorite foods. Yeah, and they would not go well together. Is taco salad my favorite food? I'm, I don't know. I have a crisis. I always just say, I always say waffles. People never care about your second favorite food yeah that's why we're here at Wittenberg radio we always ask the unique and tough questions that i really like don't stir fry <laughs> really like stir yeah. fry i like stir fry too actually pretty, <laughs> pretty dope i've been coming getting into a habit to making stir fry noodles for myself for lunch because Ooh. i get so sick of ramen broth so then i just like make a stir fry out of the ramen noodles instead so it'd be pretty interesting huh. all right anyways in uh in a completely uh, clonky transition, it's now time to talk about upcoming events. Upcoming events. So the next upcoming event is another entry in Sue Sorensen's classic film series. For the second week, we're going to be watching Ball of Fire, which is a 1941 screwball comedy that follows um, a group of concerned professors laboring to write an encyclopedia and their encounter with a nightclub performer who provides her own unique knowledge. Uh, this is a film starring Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck, and you can see it at the Marpec Commons at 8.30 p.m. this upcoming Thursday, September 28th, 2017. Hope to see you there. Another exciting thing that's happening this weekend is the basketball home opener. The CMU Blazers will be facing off against the Ambrose Lions in our home court at cmu on campus wow yeah it's gonna be pretty good i think the women play at six and the men at eight so you can go to either of the games or both of them or find some friends and go see them play should be quite the face off get get ready to see some balls going to hoops ladies and gentlemen yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Today, we have the pleasure of talking to Miles Thiessen on Wittenberg Radio. Miles has a passion for music and is eager to talk to you and to us about music and what he finds so great about it. Uh, Miles was at Harvest Moon this weekend. I was also there. Uh, Harvest Moon Festival. He'll tell you all about it. Uh, it's this little cute festival in a town called Crystal City. Nope. Clearwater uh, in yeah. southern Manitoba. <laughs> and... Uh, and Miles has some interesting perspectives to share about this because he's from that area and he's also an avid music listener. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, Miles. Welcome to the studio. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm going to be talking about Harvest Moon Festival and what makes this festival so interesting for me and I think for a lot of people that go there. Um, so it's kind of an interesting festival. Uh, it's in a really weird location. Well, like not weird for me, but because, like you said, I'm from there. But it's really far from the city. It's not really close to any other major cities. I guess the closest major city is Morden, which mm-hmm. is still like an hour away. But yeah, and they also put a really small cap on the festival. They keep it really small, and it's kind of cool. It makes for a really tight knit community. If yeah. you notice that. Um, also, another thing that Harvest Moon does is they use, like, local artists to promote the festival, mm. which is interesting, and it's something that not a lot of other festivals do. Um, that's kind of what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about how Harvest Moon uses local artists to promote a uh, healthy community and also to promote the land stu- stewardship, which is something that they are really into um yeah and this is different in an age where music festivals are becoming like more corporate and more money grabby uh (laughs) so (laughs) i (laughs) (laughs) so i went for i did a little bit of research on this and i looked up some of the major festivals in the states and i took down a list of some of their top artists that are performing so Lollapalooza in Chicago they have Chance the Rapper Lord, The Killers, Head in the Heart Arcade Fire and the XX Coachella has the XX Lord, Kendrick Lamar The Head in the Heart, Bonnie Iver Boston Calling in Boston has Bonnie Iver, The XX Chance the Rapper, Francis and the Lights the list goes on and on all the festivals have the same artists so like you could do a tour and see all these artists like 12 times and it's just the same thing, and it gets a little boring. Um, but, like, don't get me wrong. Like, some of these artists are my favorite artists. Like, Kendrick Lamar, Bonnie Vare, Chance, Lord. Like, all those artists are incredible. Um, but just, like, the unoriginality gets boring. And this is frustrating for me for a few reasons because music is supposed to be original. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be innovating. And so why aren't the festivals like original music is what makes music so awesome and that's what makes it so fun to listen to um yeah and also uh festivals i feel like used to like when my parents talked about it like back in the back in the day (laughs) festivals used to like stand for something like they Mm -hmm. were created out of something where like people could um get together and voice their concerns about like society and stuff but the festival, major festivals now just kind of like don't really stand for anything. They just kind of say, hey, come out, pay $500, <laughs> see these artists, and then you'll get a good photo for Instagram. 
yeah that <laughs> it's <laughs> the like i said the unoriginality is kind of due to the fact that festivals want money and they use the same big name artists to get money mm-hmm. and that's kind of something that harvest moon does differently like i said before they use local artists to promote the festival and most of the artists are from winnipeg which is awesome mm-hmm. and if they're not from Winnipeg, they're from somewhere close in Canada, like Saskatchewan or something. <laughs> um, the festival, um, they really want the local artists to succeed. Mm-hmm. I know they've had um, they've had a couple big acts like Royal Canoe and Begonia and Brothers Landworth there, and those artists have ha- had some like success um, in the states, overseas a little bit, and so yeah, that's really cool that they want these artists to succeed and like a lot of people know these artists like personally they're friends and then they go to these festivals that support their friends because why wouldn't you want to see your friend become a famous musician um yeah um also the harvest moon society or festival like stands or something so that's pretty cool i went down and i found their mission statement or yeah for the the society the harvest moon society and it says the harvest moon society is founded in the spirit of cooperation community camaraderie and a shared interest in building a sustainable food system for future generations what do you think about that (laughs) that's (laughs) sustainable food system that's interesting i didn't know that yeah that's a thing that they're really into and they um and the workshops did you go to any no they they were like canceled this year no, they weren't. Some of them were. Oh, okay. Well, one of them was canceled. The, the sourdough making one was. But I went to one about like soil and how we understand soil and all the different ways to like measure soil and things like that. And there was one on knot tying. Oh, yeah. I know a few people that went <laughs> yeah, to the knot tying. People got one. really into knot tying. <laughs> but, but Harvest Moon also offers these workshops that you can go to during the day when there's also little like music, smaller music, um, like things that you can see uh, going on. But but the workshops are really cool that they offer that in this setting as well where you can go and and uh yeah explore kind of what the harvest moon society is apart from from the moon yeah yeah totally like they like are trying to educate the community about um land conservation and like where our food comes from yeah and then also you can learn cool things like tying knots and how to bake bread yeah (laughs) but um yeah, they do a lot of cool work like that, which is something different from other festivals. Um, yeah, so there's really an intention to this festival, unlike mm-hmm. a lot of other main ones, major ones that you go to. Were there any like specific artists that you saw um, that, yeah, kind of piqued your, or or maybe you discovered or um, piqued your interest in in local musicians? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's this band called Slow Leaves, mm-hmm. and. Um, like I knew them beforehand and then when I saw the um I guess the artist list that they had posted I was really excited because Slow Leaves is like one of my favorite Winnipeg bands and they do some really cool stuff with like uh um ooh trying to think of how to describe them I don't know they got this really cool like upbeat folksy sound to Mm -hmm. them that um and the songwriting is just incredible I think that's why part of why I love them the artist is amazing his lyrics are incredible and he knows how to write a good tune um yeah it's really cool like you get to like 
meet all of these artists like you'll see them perform and then you'll see them walking around and you can just go and say hey that was an amazing set you did a good job and they're like oh thanks yeah and then you get to talk to them about music and like how they made their album like i ran into the main guy from slowly's and i chatted with him about how he made his new album and like what it meant to him i guess and kind of like yeah he said it was really cool making an album and it doesn't always turn out the way you want and i was like what the heck does that mean right i was like you made an incredible album did you want it to be better i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah there's definitely this personal touch of, of you being able to really yeah, contact anyone totally. that's there because yeah. it's so small and you run into them and it's funny when you realize that people that you think are just other festival like participants like goers aren't are actually yeah like performing and awesome. are really awesome people that can do a lot of cool things so. yeah it's really cool how they you can just like <coughs> it, like i said it's like such a small festival it's, it makes such a mm-hmm. good community and you can just meet yeah. new people and there was one band were you there uh they're called double the trouble they're these identical twins uh that fiddle and sing and they covered uh sound of silence like like art like simon and garfunkel <laughs> yeah. uh esque and you'd think i don't know somehow when i say that out loud i think like oh you know who, <laughs> who would do that but then i saw them and they have this unique really good blend like they sing in unison and it's like this identical twin thing i guess where they have this really i don't know i was just blown away they were so good and they both had this weird stage persona too where they were wearing like sunglasses and had this weird <laughs> like they were trying to be serious but they had this like smirk on their face and and they their harmonies were on point and then this like yeah kind of traditional folksy like fiddling then also juxtaposed with this i don't know fun sounding i don't know they had just this really look them up they're only 13 years old it's crazy are they the ones where their dad was backing them up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i was i was i really liked it they were they were so good and it's just funny that this is the sort of place like harvest moon is where people like that kind of get a platform and and have really appreciative listeners that come and, and and yeah see them for what they're worth i think or or yeah it's a very generous audience yeah it's also weird like like the different like types of artists that come like they had the dirty catfish brass band which is just like yeah. an insane group of like trumpets saxophone tubas and then like they got drummers and then a singer and they just like do covers of like pop songs yeah. but with like a massive brass sound and it's yeah. just incredible like everyone's just getting like, very excited about this yeah. and everyone's dancing around and you're thinking what the heck yeah. this is a, like a folk festival and then there's this brass band and everyone's loving it yeah <laughs> but they're oh, incredible they're so that's every band nerd's dream like they're all yeah they're all such qualified musicians yeah. and then they're doing like, this sort of gig classically where, yeah. trained and then uh, doing <laughs> yeah festivals. they're all a bunch of band geeks just growing up <laughs> in their jeans it's nice <laughs> yeah it was really cool all right well miles thanks for joining us that's all the time i think we have but uh thanks for your insights on yeah this moon society and music in general We'll be uh, glad to have you back regularly. Yeah, I would love to come back. Hopefully for some sort of segment. We'll see. Yeah. Toying with some music with Miles names. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So this week we had some very interesting activity uh, happening on the Wittenberg door. Uh, we didn't have a contest this week, um, but obviously the Wittenberg door is always open for conversation. And we had someone write a very interesting comment and someone who's not even a current student, but was a former student of one of the previous schools that formed CMU. Claudia, what was written on the wall and from who? 
All right, so this question comes from Peter M. Weeb, uh, CB CNBC grad from 1967. He actually lives in Vernon, B.C. right now. Oh, wow. Uh, and in brackets at the bottom, he writes, the originator of Wittenberg Door. So that's fascinating to begin with. <laughs> yes. Um, <coughs> I'd, I'd really like to talk to Peter M. Weeb, maybe. He's I wonder if he's uh, around yeah. or in Vernon, B.C. Yeah. Well, he writes... Without the hope of a resurrection in Christ, the belief in a simplistic salvation, in quotations, by decision, in brackets, is futile, explanation point. <laughs> what do you think and believe? Okay, so yeah, I'm not entirely sure what to take away from this comment. I think this is definitely one of the most <laughs> interesting questions to be put up on the wall in some time um claudia what were, what were you think what do you think about this well i mean first of all it's exciting that that someone has posted something <laughs> like this yes um yeah i i didn't often expect maybe theological questions um yeah. i was more more geared towards some sort of like social justice stuff yeah, but you right, know right. this is great um, I'm a little bit confused by what he means in the hope of a resurrection in Christ because that can mean a multitude so of things. Is he, okay, so is he saying that essentially our belief in a resurrection of Christ is futile as in a bad thing? Or no, it's like it's, it's not worth it's hopeless. It's not worth okay. So it's not worth believing that he'll come that in his resurrection. Is that Right. So is that, without, is that what he's essentially saying? So then how do we cope with that? Is that like So he's saying that we need we need hope without the hope of a resurrection in Christ, the belief in a simplistic salvation by decision is futile. So he's saying that you can decide to believe in simplistic salvation, but that won't be enough. Yeah. Unless you have hope <laughs> in Christ, in the resurrection of Christ. Okay, so it's essentially. What do you think? I'm I'm just trying to like well, define terms. Yeah, here. I mean, like I didn't like when I first saw it. I was a bit like I was a bit like uh, surprised because I mean, uh, yeah, just normally don't get a comment like that. But I mean, I was also just surprised because it it assumes a lot about mm -hmm. how a lot of people here on campus think, which is what I find particularly most interesting about yeah. it. I think because I don't know. I I think first of all. Like I'm not someone. I, like obviously, all of us here at CMU are minoring in B, in, in BTS. In BTS. Yeah. But I mean, like, how many of us actually have conversations about this outside of classes, right? It's a fair um, this question. is something that I don't normally think about. Um, and so, like, my initial reaction when I first saw the comments, like, I my initial reaction was, oh well, I, I don't know if I actually even, I don't know if I agree with that. But I even thought even further, like, well, what do I actually believe? Mm -hmm. um, because like. To be perfectly honest, this is something that I just, yeah, I just not think about uh, when I go here. I'm mostly thinking about the assignments coming up. I'm mostly thinking about the work that I need to get done. and mostly thinking about the episodes of Wittenberg Radio that I need <laughs> to get done every week. Yeah. I, I just don't normally think about uh, Christ and his resurrection and whether or not we believe in that or not. Mm -hmm. um, I just, well, so, yeah. I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just saying that, like, uh, like it's initially like, shocking because it's just like it assumes a lot about about you when you first read the comment on the Wittenberg door mm -hmm. but then like I think it also unless you are majoring unless you are majoring in BTS and you already know and you already are having plenty of thoughts about how, what you believe and how you deal with it mm -hmm. um, it also kind of makes you think about well actually what do I believe in right and I'm not sure I actually honestly 
I've, I have given some thought about it, but mm-hmm. I don't actually have any conclusive thoughts about it. Well, I mean, I'm, I guess maybe on a personal note, I've spent quite a bit of time uh, wrestling with, with the resurrection as, um, yeah, as <laughs> something that we kind of just take for granted as, as though everyone believes that, that this happened. Um, and part of my, <laughs> my, critical, my critical mind always seems to come and nip me in the butt a little bit. <laughs> um, it doesn't really make sense that someone dies and then... Yeah, right. You know, Comes is alive back. again. Yeah. Three days later. Um, and somehow you just like take that as a child and then you just keep on saying it and keep on thinking it. But especially for me when considering considering baptism at some point, uh, I wondered if I could honestly answer to the question, do you believe that Jesus died and was raised for like the salvation of your sins? I was like, I don't I can't I can't say yes to that. Yeah, right. right. And then I was like, Can I get baptized if I don't think this? And I had like this huge kind of yeah situation on my hands and i think that's something that we all if we think about it uh i think a lot of people would agree yeah. uh and would find that struggle within themselves as well um so yeah i'm not sure if that's exactly what this person is referring to uh but it's definitely worth exploring and and i think that there are many conversations that should be had um about about this right well, I think also, too, when, when you're thinking about, like, whether or not you believe. And, of course, there's a lot of questions that come with, like, what do, what do you mean by believe right. in like, these things? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that uh, that even our mo- even our introductory BTS courses look over as well. Um, but when we when we talk about, like, whether or not we whether or not we actually debate about whether we believe in this and in Jesus's death and resurrection or just mm-hmm. even believing in God and like what he's done for us. Um, I feel like there's always a certain leap of faith mm. that kind of comes involved with that because there's like there's so much. I feel like a huge portion of faith anyways, personally for me, is like there's just so much ambiguity yeah. and uncertainty. So much mystery and we're so uncomfortable yeah. with mystery. And yeah, and so I think like it's a situation of I don't really know uh, a whole lot, but I'm going to take faith anyways. Right. And that's like a very scary, and keep in mind, that's not necessarily a comforting thing to do. That can be sometimes a very scary thing to do mm-hmm. um, because there's still so much you don't know. But you, But some people will take comfort in knowing that God knows these answers, right? Mm-hmm. And if we t- and if we follow him and um and yeah if we follow him we follow him well then we will ultimately be fine mm-hmm. and of course I'm I'm oversimplifying oversimplifying like crazy right here again I'm not majoring in BTS and I don't think about this very very often yeah uh, but I think that especially in the case of like Christ's death and resur like death and resurrection like is this situation do I actually believe in that or not I'm not sure. But I'm I'm going to anyways, even if I'm not like I'm going to anyways because I have trust in in God and I'm yeah. going to have faith in Him. Right. And so and so in that sense, nothing is ever futile. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's 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 strongly worded to say, uh, yeah, the belief in a simplistic salvation is futile. Yes. Yeah. Very much. But wait, <laughs> maybe it is. Yeah. The belief in a simplistic salvation is futile. Because if he means by simplistic, like a literal, it's so right. hard to understand what he means by yeah. his words. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'd definitely like to follow up, Peter M. Weeb. If you're listening. <laughs> Please follow up on this. Uh, well, first of all, actually. Out of 1967, that means. Yeah, 
like he's an old he must be uh, a decently old dude <laughs> yeah i mean that's awesome that he came i'm now assuming he has a bunch of wisdom to impart on us youths yes i'm oh i'm, I'm very happy that he came by to write on the door apparently something that he came up with right and i'd love to just hear that story yeah for sure um, but anyways, uh, to Peter, uh, if you are listening to this episode of Wittenberg Radio, thank you very much for leaving your comment. Yes, we really do you. appreciate it. Um, and we want to hand the question to you now, uh, listeners. What do you think about uh, this comment from Peter M. Weave? Uh, you can, what do you think about it? Uh, do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Are you confused as me and Claudia are right yeah, now? Yeah. Do you want to maybe provide some sort of insight into what he might mean? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> please do. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or on our Wittenberg website, but also you can leave a comment on the Wittenberg door itself as a direct response to Peter. We're going to be leaving up his response there for the remainder of this week before taking it down as uh, what we normally do. We won't be giving out a gift card this time around. Uh, it's not a contest. This is just a random comment, but we would love your insight on it nevertheless. So, yeah, uh, if you have something to say, please leave it on the Wittenberg door or on one of our social media platforms. One of the cool things about Wittenberg, I think, is that we're constantly looking for uh, new musicians or people within the CMU community uh, that have some music that they would like to share or other uh, arts, um, yeah, poems and stuff and cool things like that. Today, we have the pleasure of having Liam Martin in the studio with us. Welcome here, Liam. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you. Liam is a first-year student um, who plays the guitar and sang at the coffee house and we thought we've got to have this guy on the show uh and he is going to sing for us but first we'd like to know a little bit about who uh liam is how are you doing today liam pretty good you know had a couple classes this morning and got some choir rehearsal this afternoon and uh, yeah so you got two choir ex-choir people right here in front of you that are kind of grieving their loss of a (laughs) choir but you know we move on we have new new fun things that occupy our time um okay so you are a first year why'd you come to cmu uh well like i'm here as a music student so i've i knew some people that have gone through the through the program like i had a cousin and another friend like nolan kaler i've known him for quite a while so and they all like really enjoyed their time here and uh and I also really like the idea just of how small the the school is. It's really like mm-hmm. kind of like a tight knit community. And because uh, I was like considering going to U of M, but you know I figured they're really more of like a like a number in a computer system or whatever. Right. So yeah. yeah, that's something <coughs> across the board that I think a lot of people appreciate about CMU. Uh, you mentioned Nolan Kaler. Did you know that he used to host Wittenberg? I I knew he was involved. I didn't know he was he was hosting. He hosted it. last year and the year before, I think. Wow. Uh, so we've inherited it from nice, Nolan. Nice, nice. You got some uh, uh, big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you you kid, but it's true. <laughs> uh, cool. So you're you're a music student. Um, you play guitar. Do you play any other instruments? Um, I mean, like I used to play trumpet in high school. Oh, cool. Um, I have a mandolin. I kind of play that hey. a little bit. Um. Yeah, other than that, then I just sing mostly, and now yeah. I'm, like, required to learn piano, so. Right. <laughs> That'll soon be in my pocket as well, although, like, mostly just kind of, like, you know, be playing, like, Jingle Bells or something. Yeah. Why do you want a music degree? Um, I don't know, it's just because I'm actually in my third year out of high school now, so I really, like, okay. thought about what I wanted to go to school for, and then the more I thought about it, then it was just, like, this is what made the most sense, because it's, like, 
if I'm going to go yeah. to school and be paying for it and I may as well do something that I'm going to enjoy and, and, uh, f- like feel like I, like I spent my time wisely mm-hmm. getting an education. So I know like some people and a, n- a number of people that I know they would go to school and they're like, go like a couple semesters or even like a few mm-hmm. years and then they decide, Oh, I don't actually, I don't actually want to do this. I don't really care about what I'm studying or right. whatever. So I just want to like study something that I really cared about. And I figured that way I'd probably be more motivated to, to like do my best and, mm. and everything like that. That's great. What did you do for the last two years? <coughs> uh, well, I was working, uh, f- I was working for all three years, but I worked in Altona, uh, for a year and then I moved to Calgary for a little while have ah. some friends that were living there and they asked me to like, come hang out with them so cool. I didn't stay there too long because you know it was like really expensive living <laughs> and stuff and I didn't enjoy commuting to work so that was my favorite thing about working in Altona is I could just walk or bike to work so, so you're from Altona yeah yeah okay I guess I could have asked that earlier <laughs> on. makes sense I don't know <laughs> cool well um that's all very exciting. We're, we're glad that you're here. And uh, if you want to get set up, I think we would like to hear a song. What are you singing for us today? Uh, I'm going to sing uh, another James Taylor song. I sang one at the coffee house, but this one is called uh, Something in the Way She Moves. So all it's right. another, one, another one of my favorite songs. So, yeah. Well, well we're looking forward to that. <laughs> no, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> What do I say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's get right to it. Yes, sure. Let's get right to it. <laughs> There's something in the way she moves That looks my way and calls my name that seems to leave this troubled world behind If I'm feeling down and blue Or troubled by some foolish game Well she always seems to make me change my mind And I feel fine anytime She's around me now She's around me now Almost all the time And if I'm well you can tell That she's been with me now She's been with me now Quite a long, long time And I feel fine Every now and then The things I lean on Lose their meaning And I find myself careening to places where I should not let me go. She has the power to go where no one else can find me. Yes, and to silently remind me of the happy bliss and good times that I know. Well, I said I just got to know them. It isn't what she's got to say Or how she thinks or where she's been To me the words are nice the way they sound I do hear them best that way 
Doesn't much matter what they mean Well she says them mostly just to calm me down And I feel fine anytime she's around me now She's around me now Quite a long time And if I'm well you can tell That she's been with me now She's been with me now Quite a long, long time Yes, and I feel fine Wow, thank you again, uh, Liam, for playing that. That was absolutely incredible. Uh, Liam also just played recently at the MPK Folk Fest last weekend, um, and his performance there was also absolutely incredible. So thank you again very much for coming on to the show, um, and keep your eye out for Liam. He'll probably be around playing his guitar and making people's uh, hearts very warm. That concludes our episode of Wittenberg this week. Thank you to Miles and to Liam for coming on and sharing their musical talents with us in different ways. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we are eager for any other performers or musicians or uh, other linguistic creative people to come on and share their talents with us and with the CMU community. We would like Wittenberg to be a platform for that. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. Have a nice week. So long from Claudia and Kenji at Wittenberg. See you later, alligator. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 